Right. Well, if you can't see uh, the game plan on the Insta Instagram chat, uh, we have the game plan today. The game plan that we're going to talk about today is going to be uh, kind of our same same setup last week um, as well. So if you're listening on pod- podcasts or rewatching on you know Facebook Live or YouTube Live or anything like that. Um, our game plan, we're going to talk about the attaboys, right? The people the people who don't get the love from ESPN and Fox and CBS and all those national syndicates, even like the big bloggers, right? We're going to talk about those teams, those players, things that we've seen, um, that I've seen this week, things that, um, that I thought were pretty cool. So we're going to get the show started. So with our attaboys, our first, our first attaboy, you know, these teams, a lot of these teams start off the year super slow, super bad, right? And, and, uh, these teams start off as slow. They look bad. I want to give an attaboy to, to Brian Kelly and that offense and that offense, that's offensive staff. And defense, pretty much his entire staff at LSU, because you couldn't have told me back in September, September twenty fifth or that that weekend, you couldn't have told me that that LSU team that we watched play super sloppy in that game in New Orleans in their backyard, you could not have told me that they were going to be number six in the nation going into the third week of the pollings. I would have never thought that. I never would have thought that one bit. Not one bit. So I get an attaboy to LSU. And then also the same team that they played that they beat them, I'm giving attaboy to. LSU beat Florida State. They looked just as sloppy. They looked like Mike Norvell had no clue what he was doing in year three whatsoever. But somehow, in some way, Mike Norvell this year has done a phenomenal job in getting Florida State prepped and ready to play in every one of their games. They had a tough schedule. They played North Carolina State. They played Wake Forest. They played Clemson. They played Syracuse. They played Louisville. They played teams that are really decent teams. Obviously, Clemson is going to be the best team they played this year, and they played them great. But they're sitting at almost a – they win. They beat Florida. That's a nine and three season. No one would have thought that in the world. So I'm giving Florida State my second attaboy of the week. So kudos to those guys. And no one is talking about them. Uh, um, their quarterback Travis. He is phenomenal. He's playing lights out right now. So the player development. They're buying in to that Florida State program. Super awesome to see down there in Tallahassee. Um, it's good to see um, Florida State competing again. Uh, hopefully, uh, Coach Mario Cristobal at Miami can get them going. Uh, clearly, there was a whole lot more under the rug when he first took over. That there was some either culture problems, some locker room issues. I know the name, image, likeness doesn't help these young kids at all when it comes to. Um, their own egos and things like that. So he, it takes a, it takes a big coach to handle all that. So I feel like he can do the job down there, and he'll get it done for sure. Um, my my third attaboy, my third attaboy. This one goes to Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt Commodores. Wow, absolute wow. You guys 
not have won one SEC game that no one ever thought you would, but you haven't not just won two SEC football games, right? That was insane. That was insane. They obviously played at home. Clark Lee, in the beginning of the year, played lesser teams and beat lesser teams like you're supposed to in the SEC. But my favorite thing about Vanderbilt this year is that they don't quit, and they're fighting hard. Yes, their roster on paper isn't as nearly as good as anybody else's roster they're going to play in the SEC. But these guys are buying in to Clark Lee. Year, it's the second year. Uh, everyone calls him Professor X because he's bald and he looks like Professor X. But he, but kudos to them, man. They played Florida, and that's a good Florida team, right? They have some issues. Billy Napier's going to figure them out year one, coming into year two. He'll get a quarterback after Richardson, Anthony Richardson, uh, and they'll figure things out. Florida's probably going to end up just getting great on defense like they've always, always been and, and uh, finding a way to win on the offense. Florida will be back, I know they will, but losing to Vanderbilt, Kentucky and Florida back-to-back weeks. So Vanderbilt gets my third out of boy uh, just from sheer willingness to win. They willed that win. Um, their quarterback play is he's a running back. He doesn't play quarterback. And anything when it comes to when it comes to when it comes to anything like that. So kudos to them. Um now they have a big test. Can they win three this week? Three in a row, three SEC in a row. Almost bowl eligible. But that would be awesome, right? Everyone would love to see that one. Um, they play Tennessee this weekend in Nashville. There'll be a sold-out crowd. It'll be all orange and half and then a little sprinkle in of uh, Vanderbilt Commodore fans. But it's going to be electric this weekend. I know Vandy's going to come out and punch Tennessee in the mouth. I know they're going to try to. They're going to try to. They need six for ball eligibility. Now, is Tennessee let them after that letdown that, that happened? And so, speaking in that, we're going to segue into the next attaboy, the last one. Um, everyone's really talking about this one. South Carolina attaboy offense. Y'all took care of the ball and you slung it around you saw something on paper you saw a weak defensive backfield and you exposed and exploited that so kudos to you guys kudos to coach beamer huge win massive win for them year two in the beginning it wasn't looking like it was supposed to look bigger things out in the the year now it's going to end strong hopefully he gets a win against clemson that'll be fun for them um and you want to see progression, right? In progression in year two. Last year they went six and six. This year they're already bowl eligible. They're already going to have seven to eight wins this year. So that's prog- progress moving forward, considering what hey, he has done when he took over as the coach. That roster that he had is it's still not bare. It's still not good. But as he can get there, he can recruit. So kudos to Coach Beamer. You did it, man. That was a a great. A great game for you guys. Let's try to get some more people in the chat. So we got those four attaboys. If AJ's still with us, AJ, what was one of your attaboys this week, man? Love to see it. Love to hear it. 
Man, we have a lot of games to recap. Super fun. How's everybody's day going? All right, let's head into our weekend recap. Let's say AJ said, I don't want to say it, but South Carolina should deserve an attaboy. I said that already. Yeah, it's okay. They deserve it. They deserve it. They're bothering me, none. Now, in the moment, y'all, yeah, it bothered me, but I'm good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, let's head into our weekend recap. As <laughs> AJ said, uh, Wisconsin came back with a victory. Well, that's that's good, man. That I would, It's one of our things we're probably going to talk about, that, uh, that Big Ten West. You get four teams. You get two teams at seven and four, man, or, or eight and eight and three, or something like that. It's insane. That Big Ten West is incredible. Like no one's even talking about how insane that Big Ten West is with Iowa, uh, Wisconsin, Purdue, and um, Minnesota all at play still for the West until last week. Like that was insane. Like you had two teams eliminate each other based off of um, Illinois, yeah, Illinois, Iowa. Purdue and Wisconsin, all those teams were still at play all last weekend. And so now it comes down to two. Iowa is the tiebreaker. They hold everything because they've beaten other teams. So if it works out for Iowa, we're going to see Iowa again in the Big Ten championship game, probably against Ohio State or Michigan. I mean, probably we're going to know it's Ohio State or Michigan, though. But kudos to Iowa. That's another attaboy. Another attaboy. For a team who can't score worth a lick, still found a way to play fundamental football, never quit football, and get a chance to win the Big Ten West and go to the championship game and possibly get an upset. You never know how the how these things go in football. So kudos to Iowa, man. There's so many good attaboys. There's a lot of good stories in college football today. It's insane. How many good stories are. But we're going to break down a uh, couple of the pop, top popular games of of the weekend. Uh, I want to go ahead and start talking. Pac-12. The Pac-12 was the main focal point. It was the darling child of the weekend. The Pac-12, the USC-UCLA game was exquisite. It's exactly what you want to see in football. It's exactly what you want to see in college football. It was awesome. And I don't mean awesome. I mean it was fun. It was fun to see both teams in the Rose Bowl in that setting. Uh, sold out, hyphen, sold out. They just put tarps over the end zone to make it look good, as the UCLA always does. Um, Caleb Williams looked phenomenal. 500 yards passing. I believe he was... 30 for 48 in attempts and completions. Wow. 
not on, on top of that, he was making plays in moments that he needed to, finding a way to win. And then on top of that, his team backed him up. His defense, who I've been saying for the last couple of weeks, it's been recorded, USC is one year away because their defense. Well, their defense showed up against a very good ground ground game, ground and pound um, UCLA team. You know, you look at the score, UCLA comes out 14 to nothing in the first quarter. Then USC closes that gap at 20, 20 to 14. Then it goes 20 to 21 at half. And then you got a ball game. Kudos to both of these teams doing what they needed to do. It was super fun to watch. I loved it. I hope you loved it. I really do. It was awesome. It was freaking awesome. What a great game. Um, and USC now holds holds the the driver's seat when it comes to the college football playoffs. Absolutely, they hold the driver's seat. It's pretty cool. It's actually cool to see. Um, let AJ, what did you think about that? Um, let me know in the chat, guys. It was good, man. Like even the colors of the uniforms, like it just looked. It felt like, you know, the Matt Liner Reggie Bush era, the early two thousands when USC was good. UCLA was always decent. They, you know, obviously never won anything big, but they always played that game. That game was always fun to watch. That's what it felt like. It felt like that again. And it's good to have a West Coast team in the top, like legit top five, because it means when on the East Coast, I didn't watch, but heard on the radio this morning that it was a good game. It was a good game, AJ, man. It was it was. I would, I would encourage you to go on YouTube and watch the highlights of it. Just get those highlights. You're going to see some really good football um, on both ends. So um, my hat's tipped off to uh, Chip Kelly and UCLA for even being 8-2 and two going in that game. They've had a great year. Um, they've, they've played uh, some tough teams. They had to play on the road at Oregon. That's how they lost. They lost to Utah at home. Which that's never easy to play Utah anyway. Also, also home, and then they just lost at home to USC. Which USC proved. I mean, there were seven to me on our big board. They're going to be number five going into this, um, either five or six. I can see them being five, jumping LSU just because that's how the polls are. But everyone, you know, LSU could pull them, pull the miracle of miracles and beat uh, Georgia. You never know. You absolutely don't know. But I believe USC probably is going to be five. That would be a huge jump for them. Massive jump for USC if they go to five because now they control their destiny to the team above them in this in this ranking right here where it says Oregon Utah. They're going to play Oregon. They're going to play Oregon this year. They haven't played them this year on their schedule, so they're going to actually get a chance to play Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Now USC can't count. Can't count all their, you know, chickens before they hatch because USC has to play Notre Dame this week. And Notre Dame is another team. Add a boy to Marcus Freeman and getting those guys going because Notre Dame is actually 
playing good football. I know they had the embarrassing losses in the beginning of the year, but they f- have figured it out for a first-time coach coming into that situation. Um, that's big, man. That is, that is a big, big thing for Notre Dame. So kudos to them. Uh, I expect the USC's Notre Dame game to be electric. Notre Dame fans are excited about their program, where it's heading. Um, you're going to see a bunch of in – in the Coliseum, it's going to feel like it did back in the day. It's going to feel like it. they're going to fill that Coliseum up. There's one thing about L.A. fans is they'll wait for their team to be really good to go to the games. Well, they're going to they're – they're good. They've proven that. They've, I've, I've been proven wrong. I'm a man of my word, and I want to see USD continue what they do. Um, they're only going to get better. Caleb Williams is going to return next year. I really hope he does. He does not need to go pro. But if they return, man, they're going to be a really good team next year. Lincoln Riley's such a good coach. And if they can just get transfer portal guys on the defense, they're already recruiting like crazy. I mean, who, what kid, what kid who's 18, 19 years old doesn't want to live in southern Los Angeles and be the pretty much talk of the town, you know? So, man, I can't wait. This weekend's going to be fun. So, the Utah Oregon game, this game was just your typical. It started so late, 10 o'clock start time. Everyone was already exhausted here on the East Coast after all those games at noon o'clock. The 3 o'clock game, 4 o'clock game slot sucked, but then the, it was like four games on at 8 o'clock. So my thing is this game, a lot of people on the East Coast didn't watch it. Uh, I watched a little bit of it. It was just what you typically thought this game would be. It was going to be low scoring. It was going to be high, a lot of defense, a lot of possession controlling of the ball. Um that's what Utah likes to play. Utah likes to play a slow-paced offense. They don't want to go fast. They want to. They literally want to um, submit their will on you, and you break. But the problem is, is Oregon is a good team. They're a Dan Lanning team, which is mentally they're going to be a really good, um, tough-nosed team. But when he gets his culture set and he gets his system in place, it's it's going to be really good for him. Um, Oregon's going to be able – they're going to be a ground-and-pound team eventually. It's going to look like a completely different uh, Pac-12. It's going to be weird uh, when the, when we get to that point uh, for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. So that is our recap. We have a few more games. Let's bring up. These games, right? So, TCU Baylor, I don't know if you watched that game. Wow. From the eyes from the eyes of someone who's watching those games, people are watching TCU now because they are number four. After playing a phenomenal road game against Texas and proving everybody we can play big boy brand football, we pretty much put our hat, hard hat on and bootstrapped and tighten them and let's go to work. They go to Baylor and look like they have no clue what's going on. And Baylor is, they have, there's the same Baylor team from last year, but they got some issues, right? And TCU gambled and they kept gambling and they kept gambling and they gambled all the way to the last 10 minutes, 10 seconds. And it was the most electrifying part of that game was watching all 11 of those offensive guys 
leave that field and get 11 uh, uh, field goal team guys on there and no hesitation snap go. Like we're talking about just send it. So Sonny Dykes, you gamble, Roy, and it worked out for you. Because, honestly, there's no chance for the kicker to feel any nervousness or anything like that. You just got to go out there and kick. So, sometimes it works out in your favor. So, kudos to you. You keep winning weird games. You've won in overtime. You've won in blowouts. You've won in close games. And you've won on the road again. Crazy, crazy game. Baylor had that game in hand, but they just did not execute that they needed to do at the very end of that game. Hi, baby. Good night. Okay. Gonna come in. Say hello. I'm talking TCU. TCU Baylor. TCU Baylor. Did you watch that game? Was it good? It was a good game, wasn't it? What's was your favorite part of that game? Was it the super frog? Yeah, he's cute. He's funny. That super frog. So, AJ says, question, whoever loses the Ohio State versus Michigan game, do you have both in the top four or whoever loses drops to fifth? That's a good question. You're obviously ahead of schedule, AJ. I was going to talk about that. But, no, I feel like if Ohio State wins that one, they should retain that two. They – on resume wise, they have played Notre Dame. Notre Dame is that win has looked better as the year has gone by. They beat Penn State at Penn State. We saw that one. Say goodnight. Bye. <laughs> um, we saw how that all that how that game ended for them. They looked super electric. We can we've seen glimpses, bits and pieces of how Ohio State looks when they want to look. When they can, when they put it all together, and that's why, on potential alone, they're two or three, right? Where it depends on the ball. On the other hand, Michigan, Michigan's schedule and how it looks, it is not good. It's not good. They say yes, they've played Penn State, and they played Illinois last week, right? This wasn't an undefeated Illinois. This wasn't a top ten Illinois. This wasn't like anything that's crazy. They won by a last-minute field goal, 19 or 17. I don't know, 17 to 16, right? So going into that game, the winner should stay, yes. I feel like if Ohio State loses, it's in a close game. Like real close, I'm not like game-winning field goal, something like that, um, where it's like, you know, like, you know. Like, it's always been. They shouldn't leave the top four. I feel like they've earned it. Um, but if Michigan loses in any way, a tiny, tiny fraction of a loss or a big loss, they need to be out of the top four. Their resume is not as good. Even though Ohio State's resume is not as good either, they played teams and they've beaten teams. They've blown teams out because they show that their offense is good. Like this week, the Maryland game, it was a close game at halftime. They ended up blowing them out. Like you can see they're a second-half team. They just don't – they they slow play everything in the, in the beginning of the game because they know how good they are. I feel like they just don't come out. I feel like they're going to come out in this game 
against Michigan and show you what they can do. I, that's in my heart. So um, that's a great question, AJ. If you got any more questions, keep keep bringing me some questions, especially the interaction is what we like here. Interaction, questions. So, um, yeah, like I said, I feel like Michi- everything hinges on Michigan for them. They have to win this game. If they don't, they're just going to go to a Rose Bowl. When it's going to be a phenomenal Rose Bowl, they're gonna probably going to play the winner, USC, Oregon. I can't wait to see that. That'll be a fun game no matter what. I mean, as a fan, I, I think that'd be great. Um, so that's what I feel like that one. If you have another question, AJ, feel free to throw it out there in the chat for me. If anybody on YouTube or Facebook want to throw something up in the chat, go right ahead, guys. I love, 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 love to hear it. Throw it up in the chat. All right, let's get back to our weekend recap. Our recap. So we're recapping these games. If you're coming on right now, if you're hopping on from uh, from uh, different places. Uh, We've already talked about our USC game from recap. We've talked about the Oregon recap. Now we're going to talk about Georgia-Kentucky recap. Um, obviously, you look at the box score, you can see Kentucky didn't do anything until the last fourth quarter. It's because Kentucky's defense, offense is horrible. Georgia's defense smothered them. But why isn't Georgia blowing them out? It's 16-6. to six. They should have blown them out. I get Kentucky played a good game. They played the best they can at six and five. But why isn't Georgia winning with their amazing? Their offense is ranked in top five, top ten in the nation with a top ten defense. Why aren't they blowing them out? Are they trying to save gas? Trying to save face? I don't get it. I don't get it. If you, I feel like if you take them out of Athens or Atlanta or just out of the state of Georgia, it they lose their luster. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. I wish we could get some Georgia fans up in here so we can talk about this, but they're not because it's 9.30 on a Monday. Should be doing this at 7.30, but I don't. It's okay. Dad life, yeah. So what I I'm just confused, right? I'm just confused about the that score. You know, you look at the Missouri score, the same thing. Georgia had to come back in the fourth quarter to win that game. But they'll play like freaking Captain America and the Hulk all together at in Athens against anybody. Same thing in Atlanta. So I would like look kudos to them. Their record and their 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 schedule. They played three road games. This year, two of those road games are true road games. The other one was at, uh, one was in Atlanta, right? And the other one was at uh, Jacksonville against uh, at a neutral site game, which half your crowd is Georgia. So I think if you look at their schedule, yes, it's amazing. Played really good teams. But they played all home games this year, man. And it's going to work out in their favor too. So I'm, I'm just, to me... This year was literally scheduled by the scheduling gods to put Georgia in the Peach Bowl, which is in Atlanta, after they played the SEC Championship game, which is in Atlanta. They're literally 
gonna just have every home they've had like 19 home games this year 19 home games like come on i'd love i can't wait for next year when because i'm i'm a big component i really think oklahoma and texas are going to be in the sec next year we're going to announce it at media days or before even that happens then we're going to have a new schedule and i would love to see half that schedule where georgia actually has to go on the road and play some legitimate teams because if they if they're saying what they need to say yeah, favorite favoritism much to Georgia. I think so too. AJ, look at their schedule. Look at their schedule and see and see what I'm talking about. And the teams that they had to play on the road, take them out of Athens. Like take them away from the battery pack. Take them away from the mothership, the the Georgia, where they 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 get all their power from. Like Superman gets his power from the sun. They get their power from the state of Georgia. You'll see. I'm just saying, there's something to it. There's something to it. I don't want to be a a Georgia hater because they're legit. They're a legit team. I'm not saying they're not. Just saying, why don't you play outside the state <laughs> more often? So kudos to whoever scheduled that for him. Awesome. So uh, I just can, you know, Kentucky losing to Vanderbilt last week. Um, that was tough on them. I, st- I still don't think Will Levis is remotely close to being an NFL quarterback. I don't know what uh, Mayock and uh, Mel Kuyper are seeing. They just see a big, strong, white kid who can throw the ball a country mile, and they're thinking Josh Allen 2.0. Well, he's not. Josh Allen completes passes. This guy's not. He's terrible. He can't read anything. And this year, he should have proven himself with no weapons that he can do it, but he can't. And that's just my opinion. That's my opinion on that one. Um, other people have their own opinions, but mine's pretty freaking good. Uh, I got LSU up here, UAB. Kudos to LSU. Like I said earlier in the in the in the, in the program, LSU got the out of boy for me. They are playing some hot football. Good for them. Like it's good to see them playing good football. It's good to see some parity in the in the SEC West. It's good to see all that. So kudos to the guys. They beat the poop out of UAB, which is not a bad opponent, but. You know, they're sitting at 9-2, and 6-1. and one. No one even thought that would be possible. I didn't. Not at all. Not one bit. I did not think that was going to be possible um, uh, to, to even talk about LSU in November. <laughs> I was thinking 6-6, six 7-5. and six, seven and five. But uh, they, they figured out their offense. They figured out their defense. They figured out how to get Jaden Daniels in the games. So kudos, man. I'm proud of them. All right, next on next on our agenda, that was our weekend recap. There's other games we could have gone more into depth on that one. I just wanted to talk about maybe the top five, top ten. Um, we're going to go into our bowl projections, right? So bowling season's around the corner. We're going to have a college bowl and pick them. So be, on act, be alert on that one. Be active on that one. We're super excited about that. Um, but I'm going to just throw up our what our projection of our bowls they look like, right? So week 11, power five, or week 12, power five, top bowls, okay? Playoff bound, we still have USC. USC has a chance. Clemson still has a chance. Alabama has a chance. Things work in their favor. LSU has a chance if things if they, if they win. I feel like if they win, they're in. You got to give it to them, right? Um. 
You see, we moved Tennessee down to New Year's contention. Everyone's saying they're going to the Cotton Bowl. It looks like they're playing in the Cotton Bowl. And the winner it will be one of those at-large bids. So it could be a, a Cincinnati or Tulane. Those teams play each other this week. What a week. Can't wait to watch that one. Winner of that game plays UCF. Or they play each other again in the Pac-12 in the Big Eight American Conference Championship game. Championship week is going to be really fun uh, when you get to that one. Um, you got Kansas State; they're in contention for a New Year's Bowl. Uh, Penn State is as well. If things happen in their favor, Oregon's if the winner of Oregon USC, boom, that's your Rose Bowl. Cincinnati Tulane. I got Cincinnati right there because I feel like Cincinnati is going to go ahead and. Um, do what they need to do, and they'll probably end up getting the at-large bid for the Cotton Bowl. Um, Alabama's probably slated for um, – Alabama's going to be slated for the Sugar Bowl, and they're going to be playing, uh, it looks like, probably Kansas State or Penn State. And then LSU's going to lose that one against Georgia, like everyone thinks. And if they do, they go to the Citrus Bowl. So they bump down um, – a lot of people have Clemson and Alabama in the Orange Bowl. That would be fun. So it's going to be a fun bowl season. So those New Year's Sixes are going to be fun. Um, always fun. Then you got your bowl games after Christmas. So these are your your Power 5 uh, bowl games, right? Those fun games that are, you know, 2 o'clock on a Tuesday. Um, but, yeah, we added more teams to that one. We moved some teams down to bowl games before Christmas. Uh, you don't see a lot of group of six teams here. Uh, we just uh, we just don't have it. Next year, we'll probably do a group of six. We just didn't have the time or the mental capacity to do group of six. Well, there's a few in there. I trinkled in like uh, Houston, Tulane, and uh, USC, UCF, and stuff like that. But, yeah, we, we updated our no bowls, right? You know, Miami's not getting the bowl game. Missouri's not going to get a bowl game. We got Texas a and not getting the bowl game. Got Notre Dame down there as a joke, but Notre Dame is going to get a solid bowl game this year. Good up, kudos to them. We moved Iowa up. Iowa's definitely going to get a bowl game. Good, good for y'all, man. Oklahoma became bowl eligible this week after beating Oklahoma State. We moved them down, right? I can't wait for bowl season. There's a lot of – there's a lot of even teams that are going to be playing each other. It's going to be a really tough bowl pick them this year. Last year I thought was pretty tough. This year's bowl pick them is going to be really tough. There's a lot of good matchups coming, and I'm excited for it. I really am. So, and on along and on top of that, yet you're we got our projected. This is our um, back porch uh, playoff teams: Oklahoma, I mean Oklahoma, Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, TC currently at the moment. We'll see when that updates after this weekend um, and see, you know, what happens. So uh, stay tuned to that one for us. And we're going to move down to our takeaways over the weekend. Some of these are our attaboys we talked about. But, you know, you know, the biggest takeaway we can talk about, we talk about Tennessee choking. Tennessee had the driver's seat to the playoff. Everybody knows it. They choked. They choked big. It but it's okay because they're way ahead of schedule. As a fan, I'm sad. But as a person who watches a lot of college football games, it's okay. The reality is they're supposed to go 7-5 this year, and they and they they exceeded way above expectations. So kudos to them. Kudos to them. They're going to come, lick their wounds, get back at it this week, and play Vanderbilt. 
that game on paper two month two months ago blowout. I don't see it being a blowout this week. I don't. I see Vanderbilt competing in this game this week. It's going to be two teams fighting for something, right? Vanderbilt's fighting for bowl eligibility and respect. Tennessee's fighting for a 10th win. Haven't had 10 wins in years. 10 win seasons, huge for Knoxville, huge for recruiting, huge for that program. So both those teams, it's going to be, a. I mean, it's going to be old school hate. And I can't wait to watch that one at 730 on the SEC Network this weekend. Oh, yeah, it's going to be good. Michigan-Ohio State, the game of the century is finally here. We're super excited about it. Nothing matters anymore. You can throw out any record book. It's going to be just low dog, nasty. I hate this dude across from me, and we're just going to go after it for 60 minutes. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be freaking awesome. Then you got Pac-12, USC, and the Pac-12, my takeaway, we've already talked about it. They've shown a legit balance of football. Good for them. A lot of things, a lot of things that we didn't know. We just don't see it out here on the East Coast. We don't get a lot of USC games unless they're on Fox on Prime. I think they're going to get a lot more of those coming up this year and next year. So I'm excited about that for sure. And then TCU, as much as we don't want to see them at number four, they keep winning. They're wild, fun, and spunky. They just keep winning. And I feel like Sonny Dykes is a shoe-in for Coach of the Year this year. He's done a phenomenal job in year one. Year one. So, kudos to them. Let's get to the weekend games, right? So, we have our weekend games. It's rivalry week, man. I'm excited about it. First rivalry game on the slate, Thanksgiving night. The old Egg Bowl. Old Miss versus Mississippi State. And the weird thing about this is, is today, about an hour ago, Lane Kiffin, sources from CBS said Lane Kiffin is resigning and stepping down at Old Miss and going to Auburn. That's going to affect this game. Crap is about to hit the fan in Oxford tonight and the rest of this week. I'm telling you, it's going to get crazy. It was already bad because they lost to uh, Arkansas so bad this week, and they said, oh, it was nothing to do with the rumors. Oh, it had everything to do with the rumors. So my thing is Mississippi State might get their eighth win and go eight and four this year and beat the poop out of Ole Miss because I'm telling you right now, if I was an Ole Miss player and I'm coming in and Lane Kiffin was recruiting me or I just got there as a freshman I'm not playing, I am transfer portal out of there. So Lane Kiffin, once again, leaves a road of destruction everywhere he goes, and he's heading to old Auburn this time, probably a 10-year deal or something, $10 million. It's going to be stupid money, like $100 million or something like that, 10-year contract. So I feel your pain. I feel your pain on this. I do. I really do. Why would he go to Auburn? Better recruiting maybe. Auburn, AJ, is a better, completely better job. Ole Miss, it, we think Ole Miss as a program is up there, but Auburn as a program, because they've been backseated to Alabama for so many years, and they always like, hey, we're Alabama's little brother, they have such a heavy booster behind them. And then their stadium and their fan base, is it's electric, right? 
it's a better job. It's honestly a better job than Ole Miss on paper. Auburn is an A program, and Ole Miss, at best, Ole Miss can be a B plus. And that's what it is. It's just what it is. And it comes to football. And it's always been that way. And it's always been that way. So that's why he would jump. It would look like a horizontal move, but it's really not. It's actually a vertical move on his point. So kudos to him. Honestly, good for you, Lane Kiffin. We're proud of you. Moving on. Oh, I gotta, forgot to take this thing off. There we go. Sorry, guys. So, um, yeah. Um, Mississippi State's got a lot to play for. In-state pride, in-state rivalry. Ole Miss is literally down in the dumps. We'll see. My game will be tough in the beginning, but I feel like um, Mississippi State will take that one. Uh, that's a great Thanksgiving night game. There's a lot of good football on Thanksgiving. I'm super excited for it. Uh, Friday, November 25th at noon, Texas Baylor. This is going to be a fun game. I wish it was Texas, Texas A&M, like it has always been. But this is going to be a good game. Texas is going for their eighth win right here. Baylor's got to prove something here. Uh, maybe get seven wins off of a really bad season, a really bad uh, letdown this season for them. But Texas, eight wins is good for them. That's a really good year. Beat, give BJ the rock like last week. Give him the rock. Give him the rock. Give him the rock. And let Baylor just, just swoon and, and die. At noon, ABC 25th, man, Tulane, Cincinnati, 9-2, two 9-2 two teams. That's going to be super fun. I cannot wait to watch this one. Oh, man, the winner of this one obviously holds a driver's seat at the American Conference. Man, I'm real excited about this one. Oh, if you want to watch some good, fun football, uh, non-Power 5 football, we're talking about guys that are just out there just ready to rock it. You know, you're um, – Two lanes, uh, their quarterbacks throw. He's thrown 266 attempts. He's got two over 2,000 yard passing. Man, we're talking about electricity. Uh, Cincinnati has got a phenomenal, phenomenal little defense and offense. You know, they're just building off of their their momentum from last year. So, I if you're tuning in, man, tune in to something like that. That's a good game. Then you got North Carolina State, North Carolina. On three o'clock, that's a good rivalry game. Both teams are ranked nine and two, seven and four. Uh, North Carolina, they lost to Georgia Tech, so they're looking to uh, bounce back, and get a bounce back win on that one. Then you got Arkansas, Missouri. Both teams five and six, six and five. That's going to be just a fun game on CBS on Friday. That's going to be a good one. There's a lot of good games on Friday to watch. Uh, Nebraska, Iowa. Friday is a great game, a great day. And then to end the night, Florida State, like we talked about earlier today, Florida State is going for their ninth win. Who would have thought that I wouldn't have? Ninth win in at home, Tallahassee. The place is going to be sold out. Um, Dope Campbell, kudos to you guys. Kudos to Florida State. You guys are playing some really good football. Um, Travis is the quarterback, not Hunter. I said earlier, Um He's playing good football, man, and Florida's not. Florida's not, but it's still Florida. It's still SEC football. It's still rivalry. So you kind of throw out all of our records, and uh, let's see let's see what they do. But you know what I mean? Then on the 26th, my birthday, you have some fun games on the 26th. Uh, 
like we already broke down that Tennessee Vanderbilt game is 730 on the SEC network. I feel like that game is going to be better than what you think it's going to be. Uh, Tennessee's only a 14 point favorite in that one. Com- losing uh, Hooker did not help, but we'll see how that one plays out. Then you got the I, the, the war on I 4. South Florida's terrible. 1 in 10. They fired their coach, UCF. Uh, eight and three, so we'll uh, we'll see how that one plays out. I feel like UCF's gonna destroy them. He got the game. At Twelve o'clock on Fox, Michigan, Ohio State. That game is going to be electric. It's gonna be fun. Ohio State's a seven and a half point favorite for cause for reason. Their offense can score and Michigan can't. So we'll see. But you kind of throw everything out the window in this game, right? You got to. Um, then you got South Carolina Clemson. This game is going to be better than everybody expects. It's in uh, Clemson this year. I feel like if this game was in, uh, if it wasn't uh, at South Carolina and Columbia, I think they would beat them. But I don't feel like it's going to happen. I feel like Clemson's a 14 and a half point favorite. Last week was an anomaly, honestly, for Spencer Radler and that offense, and Clemson's going to show them why they're better than them, and they've been better than them in the state for a very long time. So uh, my pick on that one's Clemson for sure. Um, doesn't mean South Carolina ain't going to punch them in the face a little bit. They're going to punch them, but Clemson's going to literally Rochambeau them like they've done everybody this year and beat uh, South Carolina. So that's going to be a good game um, on, the, on the 26th. Let's see what other rivalry games we got going on. Kentucky-Louisville, always a hatred game right there. Tune in to that one. Then you got the Iron Bowl, Auburn-Alabama. I don't care if Auburn has only won five games. That one's going to be fun. It's going to be frisky. It's going to be electric. It's going to be just crazy. So we'll see you in that one. Then Oregon plays Oregon State at 3.30 on ABC. Uh, both teams are eight and nine and two, eight and three. No one, no one's really talking about Oregon State. Really good defense, really good defense, really solid team. So that's a really good game, a sneaky game that no one's really talking about there. Uh, then you got Purdue, Indiana. Eh. Let's see what else. That Notre Dame-USC game at 7.30, to me, that's a really good night game to watch to end that nightcap. Um, I don't think there's anything later than that, but that is a really good game. And then you got Kansas-Kansas State, 8 o'clock. You know, Kansas State, 6-5. and five. Not Kansas State, Kansas. Um, poll eligible this year, so kudos to them. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited for this weekend. For this weekend, for sure. Absolutely. So that's our slate. Guys, thanks for joining us. Hopefully uh, later this week, I will have our picks for the week and all those things. But, man, it's tomorrow comes out our polls for tomorrow. Looking at and our polls, like I said, Georgia 1, 2, realistically, is going to be Ohio State, 3, Michigan, 4, TCU, 5, this is my poll. Five, USC. Six, LSU. Seven, Alabama. It should be honest. It shouldn't be Alabama. It should be Clemson. Clemson, Alabama, 
Houston, Tennessee, and Oregon. So that is it for tonight's show. Thanks for joining. Um, continue to follow us on Back Porch Overs Club on Instagram, our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, all of that. Thank you for being a part of this. Um, the podcast will be out um, tonight or tomorrow morning. And uh, this has been great. Thanks, AJ. Thank you for being a part of it tonight. I appreciate your questions, man. So please continue to like, follow, and share the Back Porch Overs Club. Deuces.